This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport fan network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top tier lineup of food right to your door. What will you choose? No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. That's not the original either. So we've been yeah. listening to the music for the um, for the the lead in, and uh, yeah, neither of the ones Liam's played, I think, I've ever heard before. But there we go. So welcome back to another episode of the Real EFL podcast. This week it's the Real EFL League Two podcast. Back for the twenty three twenty four season, or just here yeah. for the twenty three twenty four season. Uh, the League One podcast made its debut last week with a shiny new crop of presenters and we are not at all competitive with them and uh, their performance and mm. listening figures. So, yeah, vote me too. You know what else is coming, don't you? What? On Wednesday, they're what? recording the Real National League podcast well well i, I mean another shiny crop of hosts they they just can't compete can they no they can't well we'll find out oh, i'm a little bit jealous though of all the banner drama because earlier on i nearly nearly messaged you about the whole york city yeovil matt ugler and martin hellier thing it's like oh we could talk about that it's like no it's not no, we can't. not they can. they can listen to them we'll tell yeah. them to talk about it because flipping heck there's uh we've got some stuff to talk about too so yeah, yeah we're um properly we said last week we were going back to basics or maybe it's two weeks ago uh but this is the format going forward in that we will on a monday talk about the games that we've had at the weekend and looking forward to the next weekend's games the season starts on saturday five days away and the thing is this week is so busy uh-huh. like we're busy tomorrow because we're going to yeah. see Salford then I've got Wednesday they're doing obviously the National League podcast Thursday yeah. I think is my day off I think it's the only day I don't have anything on Friday <laughs> Swindon for the Swindon Town fans yeah. 
charity night, and then Saturday, Crawley away. It's nice. a, bit of a bit of a bad way to end it, but... Wow. Yeah, yeah I mean, it'll be, it'll be fine. You, sh- you must be feeling fairly confident going into that particular fixture. No, why not? Yeah, horrific record against Crawley. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, 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 I think we were the only side not to beat them last season. We lost one and won one. Yeah, we drew one and in fact we drew both. We drew one all and nil nil. Mm. And it was the it was the worst away trip I think I've done in years. It was so dull. <laughs> I think Andy Cook missed two or three open goals essentially. Right. It, it was bad. Yeah, not looking forward. Um to we've not talked about this, but when we started doing this originally, we said we were gonna do an away day uh food league table. Yeah. So you can we're at home this weekend, so you can take the mantle for that at Crawley. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I can already give you the answer because I ate there last season on two different occasions. It might be different. They might have got new suppliers in. I don't think so. <laughs> this is they haven't like even that. got a shirt. They haven't even got a shirt. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Can we get a CEO yet? <laughs> um I think I had a pie at Crawley last season. It was good. Well, here's here's the thing. I think if we're going to do this table, there's got mm-hmm. to be a constant. Oh, okay. So for me, my constant would generally be chips. Yeah, but very we we've had this conversation very very many times. I very few places actually have chips. But if they do, I've, they're they're what I'm going to judge it on. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Crawley's chips are horrific. I'll say it now on record. They're, they're I don't awful think, hang on, yeah, but this comes down to again. Last time you went to Crawley, you were in the home end. No, I was in the away end. I've done were both. You? I did both. I said, I, we literally watched the woman behind the counter. She got the chips out of the bag. She mm-hmm. poured them into the frying basket and she went, oh, we do do good chips here. And just tipped them <laughs> and like, I, I literally said, I remember saying to her, and there were like loads of people there. I said, if these are horrible, you can just throw them away. No, best chips you'll have. And I bit into one and it was raw. And I just went, nah, thanks. And just gave them back and just walked away. I think like seven quid. Got- ridiculously high chip standards because he did Babs's chips at Salford and that was like sacrilege. Yeah, but I was in the home end at Salford. Mm-hmm. I didn't have the away end chips. So Grimsby did really good chips last year. I've got a picture of Charlotte. It was the only happy thing that came out of New Year's Day last year. Hey, I've got two holidays this uh year, only one of which the children know about. So if you know my children, don't tell them about the second one. Um, but both thing, both Grimsby games, which feels like the only way to secure victory, because Grimsby's like Stockport's bogeyman town. Yeah. A team, even. Team. Town. Town. Yeah, team, well, yeah. that's it. Yeah. Well, look, we're, we're in. We're going into the season. We're five days away. Everyone's getting excited. I say everyone. Um, some teams are still wondering where the players are. Um, so they've, they've got some days to go. It's fine. It's all fine. Have they got time to train? <laughs> <laughs> because here's the thing. I'm looking at Swindon here. Swindon are going to Colchester right. on Saturday. So they're going to travel on Friday. Mm-hmm. So it's a long way. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they're going to sign. If they sign tomorrow, they're going to get Wednesday. They'll have a down day probably Thursday before they travel Friday. So they're going to get a day's training. I think, you know, look, 
there's going to be it's going to be similar to last season, but worse in that if you aren't ready for this Saturday and you don't hit the ground running and you want to compete, you're going to be left behind. Yeah, but I wouldn't say that Colchester have really done that much in the transfer really? window either. I don't. Has Junior Chamado gone yet? I don't think he Not has. Yeah, but, but the, may well do in the next few it? days. It's Ben Garner though. His ex-manager, it's a you yeah. never want to go up against your ex-manager at any point, let alone when you've not got a no a, a squad really. Well, I mean, look they, look, they might surprise everyone, but I just I said this the other night. I'm trying not to say things that could get people connected with the really fell in trouble. Um <laughs> Do you know what? It's fine. I'll I'll say what I think. I, for me, if I'm a Swindon fan, I am asking serious questions. And it, look, it doesn't matter. He can go on the radio and he can say whatever he likes. Mm. Doesn't doesn't change anything. Nothing's changing. Nothing's happening. And then I just don't know. It's like, where's the supporters' trust? Your supporters trust yeah. supposed to, to, to. Do you know why the supporters trust isn't asking questions? Mm. Because do you know who the former president of the supporters trust is? No. Rob Angus, the CEO of Swindon Town. The second he became the CEO of the club was the second that supporters trust became completely obsolete. Because mm. he knows he knows how they think, he knows how they work, and they're never going to go. You know. He'll have gone in there with the I'm on the fan side, I'm part of the support trust, yeah. but it only takes a, a few days before it, you have to start thinking like the club and the benefits yeah. of the club. And I just, no one's asking questions. It shouldn't be me who's pointing well, out and saying, Why and that's are you not the asking? Problem, isn't it, at Swindon? Like Friends of the Show, the Fools Rush In podcast, oh. they have been criticized in the past for being negative because they've asked questions. Yeah, and and that's that. You know, it's it's not. It's just it's feedback and and being curious and and wanting to understand your club, the direction your club's going in. Well, you've invested, haven't you? Yeah, you, you've invested. Not just oh, yeah. you, you're, not, you're going to invest your time, and mm -hmm. you're going to invest your money. And it, there's a lot of things that need to be kind of answered for me with that club. And Charlie Austin's a big one. And look, I know that I poked mm -hmm. the other day, and I saw he put some tweets out that. Didn't direct them at anyone in particular, but do you know when you just know? <laughs> and it was the it was the clip of Tom Holland saying, "If you have a problem with me, call me. If you don't have my number, you're not important enough." That's what he tweeted. Oh no, really? And I, and I sat there looking at my phone, going, "I might not have Charlie Austin's number, but I've got Jordan Pickford's, and I know who I'd rather have." <laughs> you know? um, and he's the thing with Charlie Austin, Swindon fans keep saying this. They keep saying last season he didn't get on with Jordy Morris. He didn't want to play for Jordy no. Morris. Yeah. He is a professional footballer. Well, right. You're paid to do a job. And and you pay. <laughs> would you be, how would you feel? I don't understand how they've, they've every single week followed that club home and away. Mm. Mm. And he's gone into the games, apparently, according to the fans, mm. knowing he's going to just sandbag it. Mm-hmm. Still taking a wage, and I used actually Phil Bardsley as an example as a comparison. Yeah, because Phil Bardsley came to yeah. you guys, donated all his wages to the community yeah. foundation. Charlie yeah. Austin doesn't need the money that he's getting from Swindon. Let's be honest; his mm -hmm. alleged net worth about thirty-five million pounds based on his career. I don't know if that's true. Obviously, there'll be that'll be assets and stuff like that if it's anywhere yeah. near. But he doesn't need the couple of grand a week that Swindon are mm -hmm. paying him. It, it, 
I just I don't know why more questions are not being asked of of things that are going on at that club. It just baffles me. But let's not go too far into Swindon. Or no. We'll have a special again. Swindon, Swindon's like our um, a Crawley from last season. That it just every week was there was just something else. It's just content, isn't it? They're, they're just creating content. And look, there are some fans answering asking questions, but those yeah. fans are immediately shut down. By mm-hmm. people who are kind of, you know, you can't ask questions. I don't know, you, yeah. you can ask questions and you should be able should. to ask questions and you shouldn't feel like you're going to get kind of abused if you do. Yeah, and that's and that's not a Swindon thing. It's a, um, a football thing that there are some clubs that are more transparent and open, like Stockport County have the fan forum. Was it Swindon that were charging people to go to the, it was Swindon, just what, to bring it straight pounds. back to Swindon again. <laughs> £25 to go to the fans forum. Mm-hmm. Another £25 if you wanted a photo with Michael Flynn. I mean, that's just... Apparently, that's what the, that's what some of the guys said. I don't, yeah, I, yeah. I think it was all down to how you read it, but I don't know if anyone actually... Yeah. I don't think it's happened yet, but they're also charging £50 to go and watch the Kitman Kit Man podcast. Yeah. And the, the, the benefits of it are you get to have a photo with the player that's the guest that week, and it's like, well, wow. that, that player walks in the player's entrance every home yeah. game past the fans. Just, yeah. just stand, just stand there and get a photo. <laughs> yeah, and and by contrast, the um, fearless and devotion guys that joined us last week, they've got an event. I think also on Friday, and it's a fiver. In it, who's rushing a charging a donation? Yeah, Peter Crouch is doing a tour. It's thirty four pound mm-hmm. to go and see his show. Um, yeah. And then there's the, that's what the like Jake Humphrey. Um, the high performance podcast. I was going to go and watch that being filmed. That was similar, like thirty yeah. quid or something. Yeah, fifty pounds to go and watch the kit men. Mm. Like the that I, I don't. And bear in mind, the kit men's a brand new thing. It's not a. Yeah. It's not like a five, six, seven year established mm-hmm. podcast. It's new. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maybe that's that's why we're going to make our millions. <laughs> becoming kit men. Charging people to come and listen to us witter on for an can hour. Imagine, can you imagine? If we'd be dealing with we'd be dealing with refunds already. <laughs> I was going to say there'd be a queue at the end. Yeah, we'd bankrupt. Oh, uh, so well. uh, Scott Banks, just quickly, he's been kind of linked with various uh, Leeds shenanigans. Looks like he's going to Blackpool for a lot of money. About five hundred grand, isn't it? Which is double what you guys were allegedly. Yeah willing to pay which to be fair is closer to what palace yeah. were asking for uh, what and we're going to come back to swindon here but again swindon fans <laughs> swindon fans have been asking if he's going to them <laughs> um, which again no <laughs> just, just to answer that question no, he's not. That, I'd love that if that was one of right. So Ryan, uh, producer Ryan, we're producerless this week. Yeah, you might have guessed. As you can tell, <laughs> um, producer Ryan often gets clubs from people from all clubs, but particularly Swindon, sending him messages asking him to comment on you know particular um, rumours. You can just imagine his inbox at the moment with Swindon ones. In fact, well, I think I've him tweet like these are the yeah. players that I've been asked about this morning. And yeah, yeah. Uh, Scott Banks was in there. Dion Pereira was in there. Um, Jake, Young. Jake, Young. Jake Young's still in there. And to be fair, I, I still think Jake Young will end up at Swindon. Mm. They thought he was there on Saturday. He wasn't. Right. Or Friday, whatever day it was. He wasn't there. Um, it was someone else. But someone else said that he was there and in the stand. 
Right. I mean, I can't see why he'd be there and in the stand. No. Unless he'd already signed. Unless, yeah. Which, and you would think, given the pressure on them, that there would be no need, no reason to delay that signing. Unless, I don't know, paperwork or registrations or something. Yeah, I mean, Bradford aren't going to hold up that registration. No. They're not. They're not. They, 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 they'll send it down before he gets there. They, <laughs> they told me down. Yeah. They, well, they've told him he can find a club, so, you know, I can't see them being yeah. difficult with him. But, yeah. I just realised the irony of bringing up Blackpool when we are not don't have to talk about League One anymore. The first time we've had League One news. <laughs> but it is connected to League Two as well, isn't it? Because he was linked Great. with with Stockport. Stockport yeah. fans want... Well, Stockport fans thought he was coming. It was yeah. nailed on. And I mean, obviously. Yeah. But yeah, but we got Louis Barry. That was exciting news this week from Aston Villa on a season-long loan. We've not done anything this week. Well, for a couple of weeks, really. First time. Yeah, I think fans are a little bit apprehensive going into Saturday um, at Bradford. They've, they're not too convinced by a couple of the signings, mm-hmm. which... Look, it's pre-season. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's talk about the League Two um, matches this weekend and mm. and where we think that. Not that we do predictions because we don't want to look stupid. Um, and then I've got a game for you to play. So mm. the Guardians Day have is it covered... double? <laughs> no, <laughs> League Two double. That would be. Uh... I just hit Swindon. Swindon. <laughs> Um, so the Guardian today have published their League Two 23-24 preview and they've yeah. categorised teams into contenders, automatic promotion contenders, playoff hopefuls and strugglers. So we'll see how you do because I'm not... I bet Salford are in there, aren't they? Well, <laughs> I mean, everyone is in one of those groups. Oh, so all 24 teams are in them? No, 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 no. There's a, a huge chunk of people. Like when you talk about Colchester before, I was like, where are they? Yeah, yeah no, Colchester no. and crew out here, are they? <laughs> no mention. Uh, so there's a, um, a starter for you. Uh, Colchester aren't mentioned. I'm not entirely sure Swindon or Oh, I don't know. Anyway, we'll go through that because I think that'll be fun. Um, so I've got a guess what category they've been playing. Have you got anything for Rose Ed? No. I'm, I came up with one on Saturday but then decided that it was far too specialist in or in, in terms of niche. Like it was a combination of things that was just far too specific for OZ. Um, oh. Although Louis Barry did shoot a free kick um, into Rose Ed and it made me kind of There's our Rose Ed. Because that's where Louis it came Barry. from, wasn't it? Louis Barry's Rose Ed. <laughs> no, no. Let's let's go through the fixtures then. Right. So um I'll go through them as they are on I don't even know what this is on. It was on Google, the order that they're on. So there is no bias whatsoever when I say that the first match on the list is Stop Hard Chillingham. Yeah, it is. I don't know. I don't it's not clearly not alphabetical. I don't know how they've determined what order they're in. So we weirdly as well, uh, just on that, on the alphabetical thing, if you go on to flash scores at the minute mm-hmm. and you go to standings right yeah. now, the league table has Stockport first. Oh. 
So it goes Stockport, Colchester Crew, Doncaster, Gillingham, Swindon, Tranmere, Walsall, Accrington, Bradford, Grimsby, Mans. There is no organisation at all. Um, This is similar. Like Stockport, Colchester, Grimsby, Crew, Accrington, Wrexham, like... It's, it's weird. Um, but yeah, it's like it's like they're trying to say something. <laughs> oh, 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 I've got a question that maybe you can answer or maybe someone um, listening can answer. Ooh. So with like things like flash scores, I have sofa score. How do, is there someone like in the ground pressing a button? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I watched them at, uh, at Stockport Salford last season. Oh, they, were sat, really? they were sat near me and they basically have, um, they have a tablet and on it is just a load of coloured squares. Right. And each square means something. There's a split down the middle, stop part one side, uh, solve for the other side. And like one of them means they're on dangerous attack, free yeah. kick, penalty, shot, goal. Like that's literally right. all they do. And they just press them as things happen. Um, Look, for pre season, there hasn't been that level of information, but yeah. there has been scores. But on Friday night, we were playing Blackburn and. It's the first time that I've ever seen it come up as a goal that just didn't go in, as opposed to one that's been disallowed, and then mm. they did a correction. So it didn't go in, and my phone, like, oh, oh, hang on, I'm actually there. <laughs> I know it didn't go in, but I yeah. just wondered, like, whether someone just really wasn't on it who was uh, who was doing like it. Or... I think it'll be handled in house, maybe. I we had one. Uh, I was at a game last season. I can't remember what game it was at, but. Um, flashed up that it was Crawley versus Hartlepool mm-hmm. at Crawley um, for my sins I went down in a cold December Friday night it was awful, mm-hmm. it was when all the games were frozen off oh, yeah, yeah, still yeah. On. Um, and it flashed up on my phone Crawley had a free kick, it flashed up on my phone that they'd scored before mm-hmm. they took the free kick, they pinged the oh, free wow. kick out to the, the side, crossed it in and it went in and I was like no, no. what? Yeah. Oh, that's spooky. Yeah, so obviously it was a mistake, but it was just a big coincidence that they happened to go and then score. Um, Yeah, it's... uh, I mean, I got myself into lots of difficulty at the end of last season when I get super excited about something going on in another match that wasn't ours, and then it would be disallowed or or corrected or whatever. Um, But... Yeah, anyway, that was just one of my uh, musings about... Keep an eye out for them in the press box. They, just have, they have a tablet with loads of coloured squares on it. Yeah. That's that's all I can... I, I don't know what they mean, each of the squares, but they are they all have a little function. I mean, we both know I'm going to need to find out this. I'll, um, You're probably going to want to find I'll ask, um, I'll ask at Salford tomorrow. Maybe someone can help. Yeah, uh, I don't know. don't know. Right, so back to Stockport and Gillingham. That for me is one of the hardest ones of the weekend. I wasn't, yeah, but I was I was similarly concerned about this. I think Gillingham are a bit of a unknown entity, just on the grounds that they've had so many, so many incoming transfers. They were atrocious away from home last season. And I'm really mm-hmm. hoping that that's a bit like a um, I don't know, some kind of omen that's carried on. That said, they have got a lot of injuries and they're still missing a striker. Yes. So I don't know. I'm not like, like you know, we say we don't make predictions. Well, I definitely am not making a prediction on this one. I think it'll be interesting to see 
Gillingham on this first game of the season versus like end of August, beginning of September. Um, Stockport are also kind of injury ridden. Um, We had three games over the last week to what like Friday night and Saturday night, although obviously Mm -hmm. with different squads and are carrying a lot of injuries. And so people like Miles Hippolyte are out for a while. Jack Stresson's out for the season. Carl Wooden's not back till October, but we have strengthened with uh, Barry, with um, Torre. Uh, there's been uh, there's a new lad come from Bournemouth. We've got this whole emerging talent program, um, Josh Popula. So I think you know we can field a competitive team, but I just think that Gillingham are a bit of a like I said, mm. an unknown entity. Is Southern Hales back? Yes, he is back. He is back. Um, every time he gets... the other day. Oh, he's lovely, he was... Well, he um... went out for breakfast with Ben Whitfield. Oh, my God. Yes, he did. And that clearly means that he's going to sign for Barrow. Oh, Ben Whitfield's coming back to Stockport. That was that was the conversations <laughs> I was having. Oh, so, I haven't seen that. I don't yeah, think that would happen, would it? So I, I text Ben straight away. I was like, Ben, everyone's seen the Instagram. I said, I hope you have a lovely <laughs> breakfast, by the way. It was a very fancy coffee with the heart on it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I was like, like, I, ask him. <laughs> I, I was him. like, but but now one of you is signing for the other's clubs and yeah. he just sent back laughing faces. And I was like, and on another note, I said, someone else said he'd come on the podcast he and did. then forgot. Yeah. But he said, when he weirdly, he said, let me get off crutches first. I was like, I don't know what you think we do on our podcast. <laughs> so, um, anyway, he asked him and he was like, yes. Um, he said, I forgot message me and we'll sort it out so i messaged him and he's not replying <laughs> so, <laughs> so we're back in the same boat so i'm gonna get ben to do it again but yeah i mean i like that i know we keep going off on little tangents here but it's fine because that's kind of why we are different to what we do on other stuff what yeah. other people do and this is why we're better than league one podcast <laughs> and i've just done i should nick like we'll we'll talk about this at the end i've just done a very sensible formal interview with uh barnsley and leeds united legend neil redfern and Bradford. I'm at, he was also at Bradford. Yeah. You know where he lives? He's 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 been everywhere. When I was doing my kind of prep for the interview, I was absolutely outstanding astounded at like how many clubs he's played for. I can pretty much see his house. Oh, can you? He lived literally lives two or three minutes away from where I'm oh. his Jewsbury. He was so lovely. Yeah, he's in Jewsbury. He was yeah. so lovely. Um, anyway, I've done sensible and formal. So now we so can now we don't want to silly. Yeah. <laughs> what I was what I was saying was, isn't it nice to see players who've left clubs still mm-hmm. keeping in touch? I, I mm-hmm. like that. There's them sort of relate because yeah. you know back in the, back in the day, like in in the night before social media stuff, like you'd have mm-hmm. never ever seen that. No. And now you get to and. I, I quite like that, that that players stay in touch and you know pre-season they meet up and mm-hmm. stuff like that. It's it's good. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, carry on with your with your stop pot and Jillian. No, and no, no, that was it. So yeah, I don't know. I think it could go either way. We looked strong on Saturday. We beat Preston North End on Saturday and looked looked good. And it mm. was a, it wasn't a you know academy team from them or anywhere. So yeah, I think we'll see. But I feel okay about it. I'm glad to get it out of the way early, I think, because yeah. I do think Gillingham will be contenders for promotion. Uh, <laughs> right, anyway, moving on. 
Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I think. I think they'd like to be contenders for promotion. I think that they maybe think that they've done enough, but I think they're going to realise quite early on this season that they've got work to do. Well, yeah, and I mean, I'm basing that on their turnaround and that comeback that they made last season. But they really, I mean, they could, they could have finished higher. They they didn't yeah, they win unilaterally from, from January to the end of the season. And they were... one team grind- that went to their ground and beat them. <laughs> oh, it was miserable. Like, grinding out draws. And they, again, not a great uh, record away from home. So, yeah, I think you're probably right. Because uh, <laughs> it all comes back to Colchester and Swindon. Again, though, it's another one. It's it's all down to, I would say, the next 24 hours. Yeah. That The prediction of that game. Right now, I would say it'll be a draw. Mm-hmm. Swindon bring in a couple of players. Then it could be completely different. But um, I, I don't... I think if I'm a Swindon fan right now, going into Saturday, if it's this team that, I've, that we've got right now, I'm happy coming away with a point. Yeah. So yeah. we won't go too much into Swindon, but All right. again. So <laughs> next up, um, Grimsby and AFC Wimbledon. I think AFC Wimbledon are going to take a lot of people by surprise. Do you think? Yeah. Have you seen the number of transfers that they've done? Mm, yes, but nothing. I don't. Well, I suppose they're strengthening where they need to, but nothing. Have they still got Al Hamadi, or has he gone? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, but when when you look at it, you've got the likes of. So they've made some big big transfers. Um, here we go. FC Wimbledon. But for me, when you when you're looking at, they've obviously got Omar Bugle. That's that is a decent mm-hmm. signing. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely, and he'll be a massive loss. Yeah, they, they brought Alex Bassin from Sunderland um, mm-hmm. on a, on a loan, but when you look at like James Tilly from Crawley Town, he won I think Players Player of the Year or Young Player mm-hmm. of the Year for them, and then you're going through the other ones, Jake Reeves from uh, from Stevenage. Like mm. Stephen fans wanted him to stay, and he chose to step back into League Two. And sign for AFC Wimbledon, but I think that's a really. I think that's slipped under a lot of people's radars. I think that's yeah, I missed that. I, I wonder if that's time. because he kind of he knows League Two, he knows the level. Maybe it's a confidence issue. Maybe so, maybe so. But it, it, I mean, if he can continue to perform well at a League Two level, then stick to what you know. You don't always. Someone had this argument with me about Andy Cook the other day. Why is Andy Cook not gone up to League One then? Because he chose to stay at Bradford. Mm-hmm. Well, did he, could he have gone to league? Yes, he could. Charlton mm-hmm. tried to get him. Charlton offered him a, offered him a deal. He didn't want to go yeah. because he's happy where his home life is. He doesn't want disruption. He lives in the northeast. He can commute to Bradford. He still lives in the northeast. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to. He literally stays within a little catchment area. And mm-hmm. same with Reeves. Maybe Reeves is similar. Reeves doesn't want to go higher up. Doesn't want yeah. to move too far away. But I think that's a very very underrated transfer. Um, and then also, completely forgot, they've got Ryan Johnson and mm-hmm. then got Joe Lewis on a season-long yep. loan. Yep. Both, you know, under the right circumstances and given the right opportunities, can do very well. Ryan Johnson more than Joe Lewis, I'd say. Capable. 
both very capable, and that's why I think that Wimbledon could be mm. a shock to a lot of people. I think they're not going to go out and blow us away, but I think that teams are going to get there and find out quite early on that it's going to be harder than they think. Like they're going to expect yeah. to go there and steamroll them. Yeah, and actually, given what we saw in League 2 last season with that shift from Swindon at the top to, and, mm -hmm. and Stockport coming up dramatically, those teams that kind of grind them out in the middle of the league have the opportunity to then sneak into the playoffs and and cause a yeah. bit not an upset but yeah it's coming from from nowhere okay so so you're you reckon Wimbledon might take it I think Wimbledon can take it yeah have Grimsby like Grimsby's another team that I've not I don't think I've heard anything about so they brought in a couple of ex Bradford players they got Charles Vernon from Lincoln um, right. was very 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 good at Bradford when he was here the season before last but it obviously hasn't worked out at Lincoln. He's ended up back at Grimsby. They were delighted for him, but they said he's been poor during pre-season. So right. then when he hasn't been started, they then got Aboisa from Bradford, who they were delighted with again. And we all said straight away, he's very injury prone. Very, mm. very injury prone. Um, yes, but under the right manager, he'll be all right. And we'll look <laughs> after him. Anyway, he's injured. Um, so mm. he's, his brother, I think his brother's more Issa, who plays for MK Dons. Right. So I believe they are brothers. But it, it, ah, there's no one that excites me in there. Think maybe Danny Rose. Mm. Again, from Stevenage. Players that have done it last season. Yeah. That, that, yeah, know what they need to do. And, and Grimsby's season last year, like we've, we've talked about this a lot, given their cup run, mm -hmm. yeah, they did okay. They could have done better. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what we've got to do? Got to break for adverts. We'll tell you what, let's get halfway through these predictions and then we'll break for the adverts. <laughs> well, I mean, okay, fine. Uh, we'll come back for the second half. All right, okay. So next up is Crew and Mansfield. I so we went on Fools Rushing on Friday night, didn't we, Hannah? We did. <laughs> and we spoke about Mansfield, and there was Russell from uh Amber Amber Blue. Blue. he was on there and he he predicted that they were going to finish top three and i yeah. said quite openly that last season mansfield blamed injuries on their failings they did and what they've done this they, season they, they blame their failings on injuries yeah, well yeah tomato potato um, <laughs> <laughs> whichever it is brian reverse that part um <laughs> Yeah, no, they, 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 had, they had excuses, and the excuses were injuries. So they've signed a load of players, but not one of those players has played a full season of football because of injuries. So they've 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 essentially fixed an injury crisis by bringing in injury-prone players, and I was told mm -hmm. I was wrong. I got a text from Russell at 5-3 <laughs> on Saturday, because oh. guess what? <gasps> they got injuries. Russell, they, they started Saturday with their number nine at centre-back because of injuries. Oh, no. It's... Do you know what I mean? It, it, uh, yeah, it was it, Jordan Bowery played at centre back because of an injury crisis. They only named four subs. Oh no! And again, this is where this is why I said I feel like Nigel Clough. There's two managers that I really feel are the favourites to to not make it mm. through this season. And Nigel Clough's one, and then Michael Flynn's the other. But it's down to I mean, Nigel Clough isn't down to fan expectation. Nigel Clough's down to 
poor management. You can't mm. be going. You can't be going into your last preseason game with only four subs. No, and and that kind of begs the question, and it's not one for today, really, and it's not even really one for this time of year. But like, does preseason need to be done differently? When you like, we've seen Paul Mullen go out. We've got you know, Gillingham are injury ridden, Mansfield, Stockport, and they're all injuries that have been picked up in preseason. They're not. It's not been a rest and recovery because of the stakes and because everyone knows how competitive it is. But the friendlies that I've been to have been, some of them have been anything but in terms of the level of aggression and physicality in, mm-hmm. in the gameplay and the tackles. And you know, at what cost? You learn more probably from going up against tougher opposition. But if that's going to deplete your squad when it really matters, is it worth it? Pre-season needs to go back to how it used to be. Mm-hmm. First two weeks of pre-season, you don't touch a football. It's fitness, mm-hmm. it's cardio, it's getting yourself back to peak athletic ability. Yeah. Then you play four or five local games and you go off then into the season. What we're seeing is players coming back on the 1st of July, they've got a game four days later. Mm-hmm. Then they're going overseas for a week because apparently that's mm-hmm. better for them, but... I mean, I liked it. Yeah, you like yeah, as a fan, it's good. But what I mean is, it's it, did it really benefit? Like we went to Spain and played Getafe, and I don't doubt that the, I don't doubt that the training helped, you know, and the bonding and things like that. But and I think that's part of it. Yeah, but we've kept the majority of our squad together. Last season, I got it because it was a brand new squad. Literally, nearly, I think mm-hmm. we signed like eighteen players or something last season. It was necessary this season. Mm. We've still got that core and. Playing Getafe, yeah, we weren't supposed to play Getafe, but we ended up playing them. That didn't benefit us. Wrexham have not benefited from playing well, the games. They've that benefited commercially, haven't they? Commercially, but none of those games, none of those teams that they've played are going to play like a League Two side or like a lower league side. Because... Oh, no. And and then you've got jet lag. Because uh, at Stockport, yeah. they're talking about doing the preseason um, away again, but later on in the in the pre-season break. So like Rex and I've done, you do your training, you you kind of do your signings or, or not, but you build your team and then you go away. And it's almost the finale to the pre-season rather than um, the beginning. But yeah, for, for Wrexham going into Saturday, given the injury stuff, but also um, jet lag and... They, mm-hmm. you know, and they played Philadelphia Union. They had like a two-hour rain break in the middle, which is normal in America for sports. I've been to baseball, and it's it's done that, but it's not. Do you remember when it happened to England? Do you remember when it happened to England in a friendly just before yeah. the World Cup in like or the Euro? No, it wasn't the Euros. It was the World Cup in twenty fourteen. Mm-hmm. Was it twenty fourteen? Yeah, it would have been twenty fourteen. Um, mm-hmm. And it was like. It was amazing. It's like you, you saw the the fun. It went, and I think the game was delayed by about an hour and a half. Yeah, but that's no good for the, those players. No, not not at all. You have literally got to work your ass off, and then every second you get to relax and try and recuperate, you've got to take. Yeah, just... and the, the difference with Wrexham, and again, yeah, I think it has been brilliant at least for them commercially, and and this is no kind of, it's not Wrexham battering or in any way, shape, or form. But for the players as well, their downtime has been mm. events and profile raising. And it's been part of this kind of commercial circus versus 
Lincoln players and Stockport players and England women as well, you know, sitting in the um, in the hotel because they can't go out playing Uno. And that can, it's very different downtime yeah. and rest and relaxation. And it's, it's do you know, it, it just shows. I hope, I really hope that if I'm, and look, I don't expect they will because commercially, like you say, they made mm-hmm. Yeah. However, if I'm looking at that pre-season tour, if I'm Phil Parkinson, I'm looking and going, right, we were going up against Chelsea and Man United and they sent their kids. Therefore, they yeah. don't. Yeah. respect us to the level we think they needed to and therefore we'll because here's the thing they'll probably play those same kids in the papa john's yes if, yeah, if it goes right yeah so, we'll, we'll get them at county in uh in august yeah. so it's not it's not the big thing they they play they they built up this big hype to play against 11 players wearing man united shirts but they mm-hmm. weren't man united players as such and it did show that there was a real I do want to say lack of respect from Man United, from Chelsea towards Wrexham. And he probably, maybe it was a bit humbling to show, mm-hmm. do you know what? We're going to send that. Yeah, yeah, do you know what? We'll play, but you're having us kids. Um, and Chelsea played them off the park with the kids. What I liked about it, right, I loved this, was they played Chelsea and got destroyed. Mm-hmm. And the headline said, valiant efforts from Wrexham, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> when they beat LA Galaxy, it was dominant Wrexham performance. And I'm like, which is it? Because <laughs> LA Galaxy scored and Wrexham didn't against Chelsea. Which, like, come on, be be consistent with it. And it just shows, doesn't it, like the, the way that they are hyping things up. But I do, I, I hope, more for the fans' sake, how many, they've had one friendly in the UK? Yeah. I hope for the fans' yeah. sake that next season they get to see the friendlies. And I hope they go back to basics. Because if they are wanting to be... I don't want to see. I keep trying to say English football. They're not English, but obviously they are. They're in the English Football League. If they're wanting to be that sort of club and they're wanting to stick to the traditions, and they're that's what they're all about. They're talking about how they want to bring, you know, bring pride back to this town, and mm. they want to do all this stuff. Okay, well then play your football there. Bring in, get Man United. If they're going to send the youth team, send them down to the race course. Why would you not? Imagine the height. Mm. But instead, no, they, they it's didn't. It's a different world, isn't it? And people yeah. were asking for refunds when the Man United team came out. Oh, really? All over Twitter, yeah. So they weren't wow. even there. A lot of fans weren't even there for Wrexham. They were asking, can yeah. I have a refund because of the team? I, I expected Man United to come. Am I allowed a refund? So they, look, I'm not saying it were a lot, but it yeah. just shows that people were there for other reasons as well but. yeah because i spend a lot of time in america and you know whenever you say you're oh, from Manchester, well yeah that's where i am for both grimsley games just yeah like saying um yeah and and as soon as you say from Man- you're from manchester there's no recognition about manchester city there really isn't oh. but it's united it's and united. it's it's the brand and um yeah, so that that doesn't surprise me. Anyway, uh, so crew and crew and Mansfield. Uh, I'm gonna go with a draw. Yeah, fair. We really do need to have an. I was just gonna say we need to go for the ad break <laughs> now. So, guys, we'll be back in however long the ad break is, and I wonder what it's gonna be this week. I always like to. I've started listening to the podcast just to see. 
It's time to start planning your next holiday adventure. Whether you're traveling to Germany for the Euros or taking your partner or kids on a much needed break to the Balearic Islands, downloading NordVPN is a must. NordVPN allows you to watch all sporting events, TV shows, and films which are not available in your region by switching your location in just a click to one which is showing the content. So if you're away with the family and don't want to miss any of the action from your favorite EFL team, then NordVPN is the service for you. NordVPN also acts as your cyber bodyguard whilst online by protecting your personal data and other sensitive information like card details and passwords from falling into the wrong hands for just the price of one cup of coffee per month and can be used across six, yes, six different devices. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash reallyfl. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support our podcast too. The link is in the podcast episode description box. So a massive thank you to NordVPN for supporting this podcast, and you can too by going to nordvpn.com forward slash reallyfl to get a discount. The link is in the description. Away days are great, especially when your striker bags a last-minute winner, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And do you know what? The same goes for McDonald's. Why not maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery? Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. So, newcomers Accrington Stanley are taking on Newport County. That has the potential to be the dullest game of football of the season have no opinion on that <laughs> i feel bad for both sets of fans i feel bad for newport that they have to go to accrington and i feel bad for accrington that they have to welcome newport i feel like accrington should edge it like newport haven't had a great preseason, and accrington are going to be looking they've been in league one for it's a first what did i read earlier on and I did not know this at all, so I'll find it so I can share it because I think it's interesting. Something like it was their first relegation since 1999. Mm. Interesting. I had no clue that that you know that they were that well established in um, in League One. So well, I don't I, think it was League One, was it? I think they were in League. It was established in League Two. They went up and then came back down. Right, they haven't come, they haven't, yeah, they were national league at one point, weren't they? Back in, (laughs) I think, the early 2000s, they were national league. Well, they were, I I can't, I still can't, I know it's my generation, it's the milk advert. That's, yeah, that's my association with Accrington Stanley. Well, you said Accrington Stanley, I said, Who are they? and you just moved on. I missed it, sorry, who are they? and you went, They're playing Newport, (laughs) not the answer. (laughs) I didn't hear you, sorry. Um. And then Wrexham and MK Dance. Look, Paul Mull out. He's out. <laughs> right. He's no longer, he's not Paul, he's no longer Paul Mull in. Um, I, you know, I feel really bad for him because I've I that, I've had that injury. And like some we were we were in our group chat and somebody was saying, ah, I bet kidney stones are worse. And I'm like, I can guarantee you they might mm. hurt a little bit more, but the mm. fear of a yeah. punctured lung. When because yeah. that, that first five six seconds feels like minutes, yeah, and you, you cannot breathe, you don't know what's happening, and you genuinely think that that's you think you're done. Um, yeah. I when I heard about it, and everyone obviously, you know, people people are dicks, let's be honest, they oh, have jokes people about it. were awful yeah. last week, they really yeah. were. I, I felt bad for him because, yeah. like I said, I've, I've been there, 
absolutely wish it on no one. It's horrible. Yeah. So Rexon knew how to play without him. He had a spate of injury last season and yeah, everyone panicked. Part time plumbers. Uh, I don't know. Wheelstone had a part have a part-time plumber on the Yeah, way. I know, I know. But yeah, what I mean is that they've I mean they beat uh Philadelphia Union, I think, didn't they? Yeah, Actually, but, again, again, but I think there's a there's a big step up this season and they're gonna be coming up against players that are rougher. Yeah. Because you go to the National League and it's quite easy to play National League football and have a career mm-hmm. and earn an all right amount of money. Yeah. In League Two, you're coming up against players who are literally fighting for their careers. Yeah, yeah. and also, as we said to them last week, I do feel a little bit sorry for them because it's literally everyone's cup final. Yeah, you they've know, got a target they're... on them. But they've put the target on their own back. Yeah, oh yeah. It's not yeah. it's not like it's not like it's been well, no, picked by everyone haven't. else. Uh, I mean, they kind of have though. Ollie Palmer, look at I brought him up last week. Yeah, but he's not helping the situation yeah. because now, now Paul Mullins injured. Who are they going to turn to? Mm-hmm. The man who said that they're going to go up this season and it's a definite, mm-hmm. and he's going to get smashed on Saturday. <laughs> I look. I don't know what's going to happen with Wrexham. I think MK Don's going to be a very hard game for them. They, yeah, they, and Greza um, has. You know, they went early in the transfer window and yeah. breaking news. Can we just say exclusively broken by the, the lower league look and real EFL when they were getting the new manager? Can I just say I was the first to know? <laughs> yeah, I, te- I, I text Ryan, I was like, Ryan, he was like, I'm in bed. I was like, Get out of bed. He said, <laughs> I have something to tell you. And I said, Graham Alexander's gone to MK Dons. He was like, are you sure? And I sent him a screenshot. He was like, I'm writing it now. And we put it out. <laughs> MK fans went insane. They were like, surely not. Is he coming in? And then the next morning, the club literally at a random point in the morning, we got told that the club were planning this announcement. Mm-hmm. Not quite bad. They were planning an announcement. Um, but when we kind of put it out and said it was done and he's already working at the club because he was actually mm-hmm. doing deals, they just went, yeah, just pulled the trigger <laughs> early, early on the Saturday morning. They just put it out. But... <laughs> I genuine that it's it's weird because it's like we I don't want to go back to Swindon, but we keep talking about like Swindon in the next 24 hours. I still don't think that they if they make one signing, it's gonna change much. They need to make three or four. With MK Dons, mm-hmm. they went for me from being a team that I thought were really gonna struggle to signing the manager and me going, Yeah, yeah they're gonna be up there. Yeah, like it was that, that instant. Yeah, with his background, that was a commitment to yeah. compete. And bear in mind, he's turned down nine or ten League Two clubs this last 12, 18 months. Mm-hmm, I bet. He, Crawley twice. Uh, there were Crawley, Walsall. Mm-hmm. Who else was there? There, there were a couple. That, Newport. He, mm-hmm. he turned down several League Two. He, he openly said he didn't want to drop to League Two. Yeah. Um, and then they've obviously sold him some yeah. dream here and well, it, it, look, if MK, MK fans if there are any that listen to this I'm not sure but if there are I know that you had a lot of issues with your owner but for me your owner has played a blinder by getting that man through the door it, it, yeah. to get him into lead two is so hard mm-hmm. right <laughs> Gosh, I mean, you're not predicting here 
No, I've, I've got an opinion. I, I, um, I think that MK Dons might win. Imagine the reaction. And that's kind of part of it. I think, I, I, yeah, the, just something about Rexham at home, though. They do have a very good home record. Um, but both teams have got something to prove. Both yeah. new to League Two. Yeah. I think it'd be really interesting. Yeah. Probably the most exciting, let's be honest, probably the most exciting yeah. the weekend, which is annoying considering. Well, no, because I mean, like I said, there's some absolute crackers coming up. Uh, speaking of, Doncaster and Harrogate. Yep. Uh, I could tell <sighs> to go Doncaster, I think. On paper, you've got to go Doncaster. However, Doncaster have a horrific <laughs> record against Harrogate. Didn't, wasn't it? Harrogate last the end of last season where they suddenly started winning games and, and then they, they went they to smashed Harrogate. Them, they smashed Doncaster. Um yeah they did. Yeah they yeah. did. They they were they were miles better team. Um like like we said, Doncaster right now, as far as we again this was on Fools Rushing, we'll plug in other podcasts here, but it's fine. Yeah. Doncaster right now are on the level that Stockport, Bradford, Salford were on last season in mm -hmm. terms of if they yeah. were in last season's League Two, they'd probably be in the playoffs. But the league's a lot stronger this year. So I think they've caught up, yeah. but then the other teams have set off. And yeah, it all depends. Look, Harrogate can upset anyone in this league. They are mm -hmm. a horrific team to play because yeah. they're always going to be sort of just hovering above the problem, but never <laughs> get sucked into it. Yeah. Yeah. Managers, daddies. Well, right, and that, like that's I've always struggled with weavers a little bit in yeah. in terms of ambition and and that coming ahead of, but I I understand that it's a very complex. I like it. I won a forty pound charity bet last season for it because someone at the beginning of the season bet me forty quid that Harrogate's manager would be first to go for charity. I was like, <laughs> I can guarantee you he won't. I will accept that bet. It was the easiest bet I've ever had. Um, <laughs> He's going nowhere. Um, imagine, yeah, and with, with, Christmas um, dinner. with Harrogate, it's Armstrong as well, isn't it? So yeah, yeah. And then they, they've signed. They've, they've signed. Uh, they've got Levi Sutton from Bradford. They've got mm -hmm. Matty Folds now. They, they've got a, an all right squad. They're not going to be up there, but no. they're going to cause problems. Uh, right. I've got. I think I'm fairly definitive on this one. I think that Salford will beat Forest Green. At Forest Green. At Forest Green. Yes. I hope you're right. <laughs> um, I, I just, again, Forest Green are kind of an unknown, aren't they, for us? Right. And, you know, Salford have, have lost some key players, but they've also strengthened. I think Salford have slipped under again. I think they've been under people's radars. They've kept that core midfield together, what I will say, and it was obviously the first pre-season game for them when they played Radcliffe. Mm -hmm. Radcliffe. Yeah, I went to it. It was a nice little ground, to be fair. really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, the, the issues that they had last season were still there in that first game, in that when Salford went forward, they looked phenomenal. When mm -hmm. team ran at Salford, they panicked. Um, last season, they were joint top scorers in the league, and yeah. Their issue was defensive, and anytime Radcliffe yeah. attacked, 
they got beyond that back line, they just couldn't finish. So mm-hmm. if they came up against anyone at that point that could finish, then there's a yeah. problem. But so I don't know. They'll hopefully they've worked on it. I was going to say they're a few weeks on from that, and they yeah. um, they play Bolton. Yeah, yeah, they and, do. I don't know Wigan maybe. Should I tell you the exact? Do know who they've played? Do you know the preseason? So Salford's preseason comes down to they lost two nil to Fylde. Oh, hmm. missed that. I might. Rem- <laughs> I think this preseason's got a little bit different to how you think. Um, should we should we ask them some different questions tomorrow? <laughs> yeah. So they won three 0 at Radcliffe, where I thought they looked bad. Right. Yeah. Okay. They, they drew with Derby one all. All right. That's all right. They drew, they drew two all with West Brom. Mm-hmm. They lost to Bolton. The Bolton one. Um, Bolton scored their second when Salford were down to ten men, though, because they chose not to replace an injury. Okay. So. They lost 5-4 to Witten. Yeah. And then they lost 2-0 to Fylde. So, they, look, here's wow. the thing. They're conceding goals still. A lot of goals. Yeah, oh. I mean, they've... Witten they are... season. Yeah, but, but this is what I mean. This is what yeah. I mean. They did that last season. Um, so, Witten are currently... I, I, I want to say, yeah, National League North, FC United, National League North, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, uh, oh no, no, they're not. They were one below. It's, it's the National Premier League division, so the one below the National League North. Mm. Um, same division as Ratcliffe. Right. I've never they've even scored, heard of Witten. They've scored. In fact, in fact, in fact, <laughs> they were. They, this is last season's table. They were relegated. Oh no! So they've dropped down into whatever league. Is below, and they put five past Salford. I wonder what team started. There's got to be like there's got to be some you got to hope, Something there. Yeah, there's no team news, but I mean, look, if I'm if I'm Salford and I'm putting and those results have come out, I've only won the one game against Radcliffe. I'm making players play. Bear in mind, it's a week. Whether it was whether it was filed or whether it was Witten, they lost both of them. They played both Bolton on the 22nd, Witten on the 25th, and filed on the 29th. So they played first teamers for one of those two games that they lost. How weird. This is what I mean. Like, I hope Salford got Forest Green and win. But uh-huh. you just don't know what's you don't know what Forest Green's gonna turn up. Interesting. Maybe they I don't know, maybe they're trying different like formation or playing style or like some that that feels like something has changed dramatically whether it's player availability or mm. yeah some it, it kind just, of strategy that hasn't come off there's something in there we can ask tomorrow yeah we'll ask, <laughs> we'll ask what the, what has got, how do you concede five goals to Witten? <laughs> um, that, you, you're I'm gonna sit, I'm gonna sit in the room and go right. I want to show our hands who played against Witten. I'm gonna put our hands up and say right, get out. <laughs> oh dear, right. Oh, oh, okay. Crawley Bradford. It's gonna go one or two ways. <laughs> right. What we have a horrific record against Crawley, which is why I'm putting this little caveat on it because yeah, theoretically, I don't think you'll find anyone, including Crawley fans, that backs Crawley to win this weekend. No. I think this should be a dominant. 
Bradford win. It's going to be four or five nil Bradford, or it's going to be one nil Crawley. Mm-hmm. And it, that's because they always, I don't know what it is. They always seem to just, I don't even want to say perform because they don't. Like Grimsby and us. Yeah, they don't ever perform. They never, they don't turn up and turn it on and look good. Mm-hmm. We just seem to fall apart against them. And although I will say up until last season just gone, Harrogate used to be that side for us. And mm. we doubled Harrogate for the first... We, we, we'd never beaten Harrogate up until the season just gone. We doubled them. Um, <laughs> so hopefully Crawley's getting fixed, but it's going to go... You uh, you won't even find Crawley fans. No, that, that I, I, I are, don't know Crawley win. Um, we should... I, look, for me, Bradford should be... At the end of Saturday, Bradford should be top of League 2 on goal difference. Bloody B. It should be, though, shouldn't it? 5-0. We should have a plus five goal difference by the end of Saturday. Who else is that? Accrington. They might be above you. No, because it goes on goal difference, doesn't it? They're not going to score five against Newport. Yeah, and then, but then alphabet. Anyway, right. We'll be top on goal difference. Oh, we should be. <laughs> we'll be top on oh, goal I'll keep an eye out. Um, Sutton and Kneeboys, Notts County. Notts County. All day long. I was going to say. That's one of the, yeah, it's one of the it's few. Easy one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Sutton, I don't feel like they've done much at all. Do you know what? We were on the Fools Rush In podcast on Friday and, and one of the questions was about, you know, who your dark horse is for relegation. And afterwards, when I thought about it, I'm not great on the spot. And I was like, yeah, I probably should have gone with Sutton. I think I went with Crew. Mm-hmm. I stand by it. Yeah. Uh, Tranmere Barrow. So, I expected Tranmere to be down there this season. They've made signings that have surprised me. They 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 brought a manager. They, well, they appointed a manager who I absolutely oh, the manager one was weird. It was a weird decision. It made absolutely no sense. However, the mm. transfers that they've brought in make sense. Yeah, they actually Christine do. Dennis, uh, what, what a signing, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, Barrow have signed five League One players and they've got Pete Wilde in charge. He, I, I'd go Barrow. Be. Yeah, it's got to be. It's got to I, I just, Tranmere have shocked me this window with what they've done. Is it going to be enough? I don't know, but I, I still think Barrow, I think Barrow were miles ahead of Tranmere last season. They just kind of mm-hmm. fell off towards the end and they've massively strengthened yeah. Barrow. So, yeah, let's, ah, Barrow. Um, they came out of the blocks quickly last season as well. Um, score? Who did they be? I, I, I don't remember off the top of my head. Did a, tra- um, did, a, did a player that you guys let go eight days before that game backfire um, on you? I mean... Because uh, he back here, listen, we let him go in 2016 as well and he tore us apart a week later. <laughs> uh, he's doing very well for them. And funnily enough, I think Ryan Johnson might be similar at Wimbledon. You know, yeah, just someone who didn't really kind of click in the um in the same way with you know there are other players and i think i like i quite like it when a player when a player does well at a club and moves on that's fine like you see dom telford did well at newport Mm. he didn't quite capture those heights it's the players that don't get the opportunity and it doesn't work for that move on with a stick up their ass this is why jake young to swindon would be, I genuinely think, will be a great signing for them. Um, 
the amount of Swindon fans that text me on Saturday going, I can't believe Jake Young's here. I can't believe you were right. Like the amount of brand <laughs> fans that text me saying you knew. And like I was getting accused of like finding things out from inside the club and sharing. I was like, <laughs> so first of all, we don't even know if he's there. Second no. of all, they they're not gonna tell the chicken. <laughs> we're, we're, we're letting Jake Young go on trial at Swindon. Right, fair enough. Chicken with a platform. Yeah, but has anyone rung Liam and told him? Like, no. <laughs> um, yeah, I I still think he'll end up there. I keep saying I'm going to say it every week until the windows shut <laughs> or until he signs for Sutton. Right, and then the last one, uh, Morecambe and Walsall. <sighs> Walsall. Yeah, I think so too. I think Morecambe. You know, they seem, I think they're actually stronger kind of financially and their infrastructure is stronger than perhaps I might have thought previously. But Walsall, with the signings, new manager, have got to be more competitive this season. For me, it does not matter who will, uh, who more can play this season. While Derek Adams is in charge, I will predict a loss. But here's the thing. If Morecambe are in better position financially than we all think, mm-hmm. why is Derek Adams every single week going into his interviews and slagging the owners off saying that they have no money? It makes no sense. He's But here's the thing. Derek Adams always got someone else to blame. It was mm-hmm. never his fault. Anything that went wrong when he was at no. Bradford, never his fault. Yeah. Um, you know, Everyone remembers that interview that he did around, if you're around Bradford where he said, you won't get a better manager than me at this level. Hmm. Do you remember Do you remember that? Oh, you weren't in the league, but do, do you no. know what happened then? <laughs> you weren't in so, the league. You weren't. No. So we got pumped at home. I think it was Exeter, and it was awful. Mm-hmm. And he, he got questioned in, the, in the, the thing afterwards, and the fans had obviously booed him off, chanting Adams out. And it had been going on for a few weeks, and everyone kind of had a feeling that it might have been coming. And he went on the radio, and he said, they can sack me if they want, but I guarantee they won't get a better manager than me at this level. Mm-hmm. So they so they sacked him and brought in Mark Hughes, <laughs> which I have heard that story actually. Yeah, no, which is a little bit better, yeah. a bit of a step up, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so yeah, look, I mean, I hope Derek Adams does enough to stay in a job until we play. Um, if Sorry, he goes, we just had a little bit of a musical interlude there. I don't know. I, how I just thought it were you going. Oh. <laughs> um, I hope he stays in a job till we play, and then when they come, I hope wear the nail in the coffin. I hope wear that final nail. That just look. There's two Derek Adams, and I've always said this. As a man, he's lovely. Like he made so much time for me and my kids, and like he used to come mm-hmm. and see us and say hello. But he was appalling for my football club, and mm-hmm. the fact that he never just went. Do you know what? I'm not as good as I think I am. That got me. So yeah, I'm going with um, Walsall on that, and I'm standing by it. Okay, cool. Right, so the Guardian guessed the prediction game. Come on, then. So they have made... Oh, do you know what? All these all these, get play, all these teams that I said weren't in there are actually all in the relegation one. So there are, they've named one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine teams that they think are relegation candidates. Let's so see if you can go for five of, the, of them. Are any of the teams are any of the teams in more than one category? No, I don't think so. Okay. So relegation, Crawley. Yes. Newport. Yes. 
Sutton. Yes. Swindon. No. Oh, the Guardian are wrong. Um, <laughs> Markham. Yes. Crew. No. Guardian are wrong again. Um, <laughs> who have I said so far? Oh, I can't remember. Morecambe, Newport, Sutton, Crawley. Colchester. Yep. Um, Wimbledon. Yeah. Yeah. So I get to get five. I've done five. Who are the rest? <laughs> Walsall. But, but this just shows how much the mainstream media doesn't pay attention to. Right. And so, and then they've cited Danny Johnson as being a reason that they might escape. Not, yeah. No. And But then, like I say, they've not included crew who've lost their best player and not replaced. Hang on. Fact check. Let me just... I'll, I'll ask you the question rather than making me think that I've gone mad. Who's the manager at Walsall? Uh, oh, I, I don't remember his name. It's the guy that were already there. Matt Sadler? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's wrong. Okay. All right, we'll move on quickly. Who did you think was manager at Walsall? <laughs> Just move on. Right. Okay. So, yeah. So, Sutton, Walsall, Wimbledon, Crawley, uh, Colchester, or Harrogate. Um, so, yeah, Harrogate are, all, Harrogate are do, always in there. Yeah. But do mention that they've signed uh, Rod McDonald um, and then Morecambe and, and Newport. So, playoff hopefuls. Right. So, if they're not in there, they're going to put Swindon as playoff hopefuls. They are. Doncaster. Oh, hang on. Uh, no, it kind of says that the, the strength of the league may hinder Swindon. Okay. But are they in the category of playoff hopefuls? Yeah, they are. How many teams are in it? Oof. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. <laughs> right. Okay. Playoff hopefuls. Swindon. Yeah. Bradford. Yeah. No. Oh, Mansfield. Yes. Doncaster. Yes. Forest Green. Yes. Salford. No. Oh, Grimsby. Yes. Gillingham. Yes. Notts County. No. MK Dons. No. Barrow. Oh, yes. Sorry. Yes. Sorry. 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 Yes. MK Dons. Barrow. Barrow. Tramia. Yes. How many more have I got left that I've not named? Uh, one, I think. Uh, just looking at the league. Uh, one that I've not mentioned as a playoff hopeful. Yeah. Accrington. Accrington. Oh. So that means, oh. how many are in the promotion hopefuls? Right, hang on. One, two, three, five. Three, four, five. Okay, so we've got Bradford. Yes. Mansfield. No, you had Mansfield. Oh, in. the in the other. One of them wasn't. One of them wasn't. Right. So Salford. Yes. Stockport. Yes. Notts County. Yes. Wrexham. Yes. 
Stockport County, top, top first one to be mentioned. To be fair, they are like they are most people's favourites at Stockport this season. I know, it makes me really nervous. I think I've seen one, and I think it's that Tom Williams that does like some of the National League stuff. Um, his He had a second to Wrexham. But yeah, most of them have had County first. But it says the fourth tier just got a lot more glamorous. Here come the feathery touches of Nick Powell. Oh, Christ. We're all being worried about Wrexham and we're going to have to deal with that shit. Um, <laughs> you know, here's the thing about that. That bottom nine, those those nine clubs at the bottom, some of them were ridiculous. But mm. the second that that nine was over, it was pretty easy to work out who the playoff contenders yeah. were going to be because yeah. there was no way that Doncaster, Swindon, Gillingham, Grimsby, there, there was just no way that those teams, Tranmere, Barrow, were going to be promotion hopefuls. No, and I think as well, like they're they're saying that they're playoff contenders, but then I mean, there's a, we could probably split that into well, what they're, 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 low table. Well, that's what they're saying. Essentially, what they're saying is that that those relegation contenders are the teams that are going to finish twenty fourth to sixteenth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, fair. And then from fifteenth to eighth is the next lot. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, from fifteenth to fifth is the next lot. Mm-hmm. 15 to 6 and then yeah, 6 upwards. Then... Yeah. yeah. 5 upwards. That's mm. that's kind of how they've laid the table. Whereabouts is Bradford in that list of the... <laughs> Last. Yeah, I'll take playoffs again. It's fine. So it's there. The state, so it's, it's talking about Salford City. Um, so saying that they, they're they looking for... They've had their fourth success, successive top seven finish without promotion. eBay Torres departed for Stockport, Jason Lowe for Port Vale, and Elliot Simois for Saudi Arabia. But Neil, Neil Wood's side can expect to mix it towards the top. The same goes for Mark Hughes' Bradford City, who also reached the playoffs last time. It remains to be seen whether they will thrive or crumble under the weight of expectation, but both may again be outmuscled. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is fair. Um, one thing that I did find interesting in here, and we're pretty much nearly at time, so this will be a quick one. I don't know whether you knew that apparently Brad Gallanson at Gillingham has turned down a opportunity for Gillingham to star in a Fly on the Wall series, presumably in the ilk of Welcome to Wrexham. I... If I'm looking to do a documentary about a football club being taken over, I'm not going to try and take on Welcome to Wrexham and try and do the, the fairy tale story that they're mm. doing, which is what Gillingham's been portrayed to be. I would be knocking on Crawley's door because <sighs> do you not want to know what's going on behind the scenes at Crawley? Oh, 100%. But if I'm a documentary maker, I want there to be some kind of story and success and... Crawley so who, being stuck at the bottom of the table for the whole season doesn't. So who who do you think? What do you think is more likely to happen this season? Because Crawley could stay up. Let's be honest. We th- we all thought yeah. we were down last well, yeah. season. Yeah, we don't know. There could be points deductions. All sorts of things yeah. could happen. Do you think that Crawley are more likely to stay up, or Gillingham are more likely to go up? Because for me, I think Crawley are more likely to stay up than Gillingham. Oh, I would have gone with Gillingham. I, I you should lock this in. This can be one of our things that we, we look back yeah. at. Like, I we think don't Crawley stay up. But... 
I think Gillingham stay down, Crawley stay up. You think Gillingham go up, Crawley go down. Yeah. Okay. But for yeah. me, I think that there's a... Like, if they go and do the, a fly on the wall at Gillingham, people are going to go, you just try to copy what Welcome to Wrexham yeah. is. If they well, go they and do it at Crawley or a club at the bottom, it's a completely different view of football. It's not the glam. They did it years ago with... And we were talking about this before we sort of came on with the... Barry Fry did when he owned Peterborough. He did a fly on the wall documentary, and it's one of the best things you'll ever see in your life. I promise you. It's on YouTube. It's free. But that document, and that was about them struggling. I believe they were relegated in that. It showed him negotiating with a player from Walsall that they signed, mm -hmm. um, and that player sat there in his room. It was like eleven o'clock on deadline day at the night, and they still sat around. They've been there for hours, and the deal's sort of been done. But the players then saying. If I score 15 or 20 goals, I want a 10 grand <laughs> bonus. And Barry Fry sat there going, I'm bringing you in as a striker. Like, what do you think you're here to do? <laughs> yeah, that's um, literally your job. <laughs> yeah, and I think they agree on five grand. Anyway, the guy played eight times and didn't score. Uh... So it didn't work. But that documentary is what Darren McAnthony watched. And mm. that made him buy Peterborough. That was the reason he went and bought Peterborough. And sometimes it can be that, People, Gillingham call themselves a sleeping giant. Yeah. I don't. I don't personally think they're a sleeping giant. I think that they're a better, they're better than League Two, but I won't say a giant. Mm -hmm. Maybe um, it's all right looking at a documentary based on the sleeping giant, but I want to see a documentary based on the club that's falling asleep, based on the the, the giant that's going to fall asleep, as opposed to the one that needs waking up. I want to see it happen. That's the fun part of it. Yeah, but do you think Crawley are going to be as dramatic this season? I mean, yes. there were times last season where it was almost a parody. Like, it was mm -hmm. the the football equivalent of in the thick of it. That was the level, you know, the whole Sidemen thing, the the stuff around the whole, um, the whole team being transfer listed. It was... You know, they don't long. regret any of it. It's, I, I mean, that I was, said it was I, I, I'll openly say this. I, to anyone who knows the lower league look knows that we were sponsored by them. So we, mm -hmm. we, we spoke to them quite a lot. And about a month and a half ago, I had a phone call with one of the owners mm -hmm. and it was about something not related really to Crawley. It was about some other stuff. There'd been threats made and, and things like that. Mm -hmm. and I, I agree with protesting and, you know, voicing your displeasure, but yeah. threats and things yeah. like that don't happen so I sort of got in touch said look this is what's been said you need to know and we got into a conversation and I spoke about last season and I, all I said was I hope you've learned lessons mm -hmm. and it went off <laughs> they swore at me they said what do you are you saying to me that we shouldn't try new things I said no I'm saying I hope you learned lessons I'm saying that I hope this season you're not going to do the same you can try new things, but if they don't work, learn from them and move on. Mm -hmm. and anyway, they got very, very angry with me for saying it. And the phone call ended quite abruptly with a loss. <laughs> they don't regret what they did last season. That's and 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 I, I went on record the other day and put this out, and I'll put it out on here. I offered as kind of like an intermediary. I'm not a Crawley fan. I'll be honest, if Crawley mm -hmm. won the league, it'll be sad, but it won't affect me. And I offered to their owners on multiple occasions, but I offered again the other week 
to be kind of a sounding board for them when they have mm -hmm. these ideas. Fire them over. I'll, I said, I'll sign an NDA, fire them over, mm -hmm. and I'll give you an honest football fan's opinion. And you'll then kind of get a gauge of how things people are going to react. I did mm -hmm. the same with the Sidemen thing. I actually did do it. Yeah. Thing. Yeah, I sat, I sat out on the podcast and said to them, that's the worst idea they've ever heard. And when the yeah. podcast finished recording, they went, this is great. I can't wait to announce it. And I was like, you give no shits about yeah. what those fans think. Um, so, yeah, I mean, look, I want to. I think that they're going to do some crazy stuff this season. If they see themselves, if they're rock bottom and they see themselves in a fight that they can't get out of, they've got nothing to lose. True. So they'll do some stupid stuff. They'll do some really stupid stuff. Um, you'll see best players sold in January. You'll see Dom Telford leave on a free in January. Well, I'm almost surprised he hasn't gone already. He's on four grand a week and the yeah. only way that he's going to leave is if someone takes that contract on. Dom mm. Telford, why would he not? I, I mean, look, he bought, a, he, the second he signed for Crawley, he bought a house down there yeah. because he was like, I'm on four grand a week. I'm here for three years minimum. <laughs> I'm, I'm buying a house and paying most of it off while I'm here. He's not going to leave for less than four grand, but they'll yeah. literally try and i don't care what they say they said that the thing was an accident where they put them all on the transfer list it wasn't an accident it wasn't it's a software that they've used for years yes every yeah. club uses it um but i don't think they thought that people outside of football clubs could see and no yeah and we, we can yeah. and we did and the second it happened we all just went just wait 20 minutes to see if they take them back off. <laughs> just didn't. And then the article went out and then they went, oh, and everyone disappeared. All of a sudden, no one was for sale. Um, yeah. But they're not. They are. Look, look, they're all for sale. If, if someone comes in with a cash offer for anyone at Crawley, they're accepting it. As we've seen, Madison's gone. Tilly's gone. Powell's gone. Mm -hmm. don't, don't care what anyone says. No. They are the, are they the best players in the world? No, they're not. Are they Crawley's best players? Yes. Have they replaced them? Yes, have they replaced them with players that are better or as equal? Not at all. Mm -hmm. But National League North, National League South sides. Yeah. Forget it. So, I think that probably brings us to the end of this week. Next week, we'll look at a couple of the games from yeah. this weekend that have been exciting. And also the same kind of going forward. We won't go through every game every week like this. Uh, but it's it's useful and interesting, I think, for the first seat for the first games of the season. Before we go, one yeah. question for you. I think we should both both do this. So we've just done that mm -hmm. prediction. I think Crawley down, Gillingham. Sorry, Crawley up, Crawley stay up, Gillingham stay down. You think yeah. Gillingham up, Crawley down. Yeah. Pick one game from this coming weekend that you think is going to be game of the weekend. Uh, I'm gonna go for Wrexham MK Dons. I'm going to go for Sutton, Notts County. Hmm, okay. So, so let's see next Monday who had game of the All right. week. Okay. Cool. Something else to look forward to. Um, we've got from the Real AFL, we've got the League One podcast, which will be dropping in the next day or so. We've yep. also got the interview with Neil Redfern that Keelan and I did earlier this evening. That'll be um, available in the next week or so as well. And then at some point we'll have our Salford interviews. You've already got um, good feedback as well, by the way. Uh, I know that it's not gone out yet, but internally I wasn't involved in the Redfern one and I haven't watched it, but the feedback internally at the Real EFL is that it's, it's a really good interview. So It was, he was, 
he was really lovely and um and open and honest about you know some of the stuff that happened when he was at Leeds as well. And and we talked about he he was playing for Lincoln. <gasps> what? I just I could have sent you a question. So he became Leeds caretaker manager when Hockaday got sacked. Yeah. And Hockaday got sacked because Bradford pumped him out of the cup the night before. <laughs> uh, in one of it's one of the best nights of my life. We, went, we battered them for 82 minutes and it was nil-nil. And Matt Smith, who we're gonna meet tomorrow, and I'm gonna have a word with, went up the other end and banged in a header to make it one-nil. And their fans they invaded the pitch. They were <laughs> celebrating like they'd won it all. It was like watching Mansfield. And then um we went up the other end from kickoff, we scored an equalizer. They took kickoff. We took the ball back off them and scored a winner. It Within three minutes, it went from nil-nil to 2-1, and it was mm-hmm. incredible. And he got sacked the next morning, and Redfern became their caretaker manager. So that, yeah, I would have I would have loved to just jump in and say, can you just tell me about that night? What was it like <laughs> on the bench? What was it like on the bench? Because you know, in the stand, it was frigging magic. But he's got one of those careers, like an incredible playing career, but then managerial, and he's been, um, he's been uh, managing the women's game for the last few years as well. So loads of really interesting anecdotes and and stories from a a proper legend so that'll be out in the next few days as well cracking can't wait yeah Uh, that's out tomorrow i'll listen to it in the car on the way to salford (laughs) yeah i don't know whether it'll be out tomorrow but it will be out soon so i've realized that i've just done you you can finish off the rest of it i did the intro it's your turn all right see you later guys Guys, yeah, follow us at the Real EFL One on Twitter. Um, I realized that there's multiple Real EFL accounts now. The other day, when one followed me, and I was like, What the hell is Real EFL News? Yeah, but I do like that one. I mean, it's all news, but like, as we have more podcasty stuff, the news one is a good one to follow. Doesn't get diluted. So, Yeah, follow us on all all social medias that you can find us on. We are on YouTube now because there's certain episodes. I think we put one out, didn't we? We're testing the waters and putting yeah. them on YouTube. Um, Spotify, Apple Music, whatever you listen to us on. I believe we're on um, Amazon Alexa now as well. Oh, really? As far as I know, if yeah, the, the, the platform that we've uploaded to automatically puts it out, so we should be. Um, so ask your Amazon Alexa to play the Real EFL podcast <laughs> and see if, we, see if we come out of it. Um I know the lower league look does, so it should be the same. And then, uh, yeah, if you can give us a review on it, give us five stars. I don't care what you call us in the comments. Call me names. Call us whatever you want. But we would really appreciate the five stars. Five stars is better than money at this point. When you, I don't know. I'll, I'll take money. But... No, but when you're setting up a podcast and you're trying to get viewers and stuff, you want to be oh, high no, up on I'm that. Really yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take the money as well. Money. Yeah, it helps massively with people looking for football podcasts because there are yeah. loads. But I think we're the only League Two one. Uh, there's been a couple of tri- well, no, there's a new one that started, but we'll talk <gasps> about that afterwards. Um, in fact, we did speak about it the other day. What I will say, guys, is follow my OnlyFans um, for, <laughs> for feet pics. Um, oh. Not my, not my feet. Honestly, I just I just take feet pictures of random feet and put them on OnlyFans. Um, yeah, it's really cheap and it's quite a fun way to go. Um, we're having a colour the toenail competition in at the minute and yeah we'll see you next week with uh, games under our belts and we'll know who the champions are going to be the champions are going to be decided this Saturday Um, good luck everybody except for Crawley and Gillingham I mean good luck Gillingham I like it's fine I'm fairly neutral good luck Gillingham not good luck Crawley (laughs) see you later guys bye
It's the 90th minute and all your mates around watching your team on iFollow. You've got your McNugget share box on the go. And do you know what? Your mates already got booked for double dipping. But then late on, you steal in, grab the last nugget and snatch all three points. Perfect. Why not order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app? Are you in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.